What's up, everyone? Welcome to the livest, livest television, film, pop culture, etc. party. You're listening to TV Channeling. I love how exact you are with each syllable. You're very <laughs> syllabic with that. Well, it deserves it deserves all the nurture. I almost, I almost said tongue nurturing. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. See, Kevin had a birthday yesterday, so... I don't know if he was doing a little tongue nurturing himself. Oh, so, wow. I don't Whoa. know. <laughs> this is a family podcast. Thank you very much. It could have been ice cream. Yeah, that's it. And All cake. right. Anyway, so let's keep it let's keep it moving. Well, happy birthday, Kevin. Thank you so much, Tachi. Um and I am happy the gift I keep getting every week is the gift of you as my incredible co-host. So the gift just keeps on coming. And cue violin elevator music now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I get for trying to be sincere. Absolutely. All right. So this is a special show. Not only is it uh, post-birthday where they're still, I'm still bathing in the uh, B-Day afterglow, but it is part two of our fall preview slash prediction special. Oh, two parts. Yeah, it's two parts. We couldn't, we couldn't, we try to contain it in one part, as you saw how long that ep- last episode was. We try to contain it, but we couldn't. So, for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time and don't understand, like, what? Fall preview and prediction? What the hell are they talking about? Well, this is what, how it works. This is what it is. All right, so... We're not only going to tell you what new fall shows are coming and the dates that they're going to premiere. We're also going to predict. We're also going to look into the future. We're going to access our inner TV powers to predict if these shows will succeed or fail miserably, never seeing a second season. Ooh, I don't know. That was supposed to be uh, predict powers, but that didn't come off well. <laughs> Well, to me, it sounded like you were getting chills. I could hear, I could hear, okay. spooky. Yes. Our, <laughs> our powers are spooky. Don't question our powers. Just use them towards your own benefit. Yes. Because we're going to save you a lot of time from watching shows that are going to be killed in the May TV bloodbath. Bam. Here so, we go. Yeah. So, Tachi. Yeah. What is the first show that we're going to be previewing slash protecting? Okay, so Fox has a show coming out called Almost Family, and it's about a woman who grew up as an only child. Okay, thought she was an only child, but then discovered that her dad had fathered many other children as a sperm donor. Eh. Okay, what's what's interesting, I want to say right off the top is, using the term sperm, Sperm donor. That's very loose. Is incredibly generous. <laughs> very <laughs> loose. Yeah, you can't donate to something somebody uh, against their will because yeah. Oh, I'm donating my penis to you. Oh, that's called rape. So <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. He, he was actually uh, um. Yeah, this is a family show. So anyway. <laughs> anyway, like <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> if I keep saying it, it'll make disobeying. it true. Anyways, but um. So basically, he's a doctor, and this actually has been in the news recently. Uh, with the advent of all of these uh, genealogy uh, tests that you can take through the mail where you, you know, put a cotton swab in your, uh, rub it against your gums and you send it in and they tell you like you're this percent, you know, aborigine and that kind of thing. So um, that was an interesting choice of background. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> we have you just our, happened to say Aboriginal. Wow. <laughs> our show is very diverse, Tachi. We it's reach all over very across, diverse. across the globe. So shout out to all our peeps over in Australia. Yes, anyway, and New Zealand. Yeah. They they love us there. But anyway, um, as I was saying, so people are uh, getting these DNA tests done, and they're learning a whole bunch of stuff about their backgrounds. But one of the things that's happened is people have been discovering that they're related, and the connection is the fertility doctor that their mothers uh, and their parents went to. So a lot of doctors, not only for women that were looking to be artificially inseminated by a stranger uh, from like looking in a catalog and, and choosing a sperm donor, some of them actually, their husband, because of fertility issues, they're going to have their husband's semen uh, uh, fertilize their egg. And the doctor's all like, no, I think it'd be better if it was my kid. And so this is happening in the news. Um, we actually did a st- uh, story about, talked about this story on last weekly. And, uh, when I saw the trailer for this, uh, show, I was like, wow, th- this is like Johnny on the spot. Fox could not be more timely with this show concept. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, there's been a lot of taking true light. This is why true crime is so is so hot these days, because people like the concept of something like this. Not that they like crime happening, but they like the idea that it is a a ripped true from story. the headlines kind ripped of from thing. the headlines exactly exactly they love it they love it so yeah Mariska Hargitay has been like buying mansions based on this for years. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> she is living off of this stuff. She and is, living she well. Is. So, and you know, uh, this is actually based off of an Australian television series called Sisters. In case oh you didn't my know. God! Yeah, you know what? I actually think that's on like my Netflix in my Netflix queue. So, oh well, you know why it popped up now? Well, you know what? Now I can actually just watch the American. No, no Aussie accents. Even though I love you Aussies that listen to our show, I, I can. I can actually. I might check out both just to see what the differences are from the Australian version to the American version. And so the dirty dad in this one is Timothy Hutton. Yes. So we last saw him clutching his chest at the in the season finale of How to Get Away with Murder. So you know now I really I hope he is dead now after this. Well, he was clutching his chest. In I the know. Timothy so. has had a lot of heart attacks recently. <laughs> they're, they're like you're just heart attack worthy. Can, can you um let's change page two. Let's have him have a heart attack. I think that's <laughs> what they're saying every time they cast him. So. <laughs> So, wow, I'm sorry. So you want to ask me a question or should I ask you what you think? Okay, so Tachi, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Almost Family? For you, first of all, is this a kind of show that you might want to watch yourself? Uh, and then secondarily, what do you think about the future prospects for this show? I am disgusted, but I'm also intrigued. Because when you just think about what it is that these people entrusted some of that's a lot of trust that you're putting in a medical professional and to grossly misuse it like that even if that you know this is based off of you know some true events but even if this was fake that's just disgusting and yuck you mix your yuck with my yuck so i'm just disgusted (laughs) (laughs) all the way around (laughs) oh my god tachi go easy on the medical jargon we all can't keep up well, I'm trying. I'm trying. Keep up. Yuck is a highly medical term. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm and then the fact that so when you talk about th- this whole thing with 
what is the the name of the the comp ancestry and and those kind yeah, of yeah uh, so, twenty one and me or twenty three and me or something like that. So it this is this is very timely because ever since yeah the twenty three there's twenty three and me there's ancestry there's also something called African ancestry so. There are, you know, at least three major companies that deal with your DNA and ancestry. And in the case of 23andMe, they also look at your your health, you know. So I have at least two friends who did this simply to find out where in Africa they were from. Ended up finding out they had brothers and sisters and all sorts of things. Because with what happens with ancestry is that it doesn't necessarily, if you are related, if you're very closely related, it may have them as a cousin. So this is what these people thought initially, that they were cousins. Came, found out that one person's father wasn't who she was told her whole life the father was. And she had these two other siblings. And there's it's just, it's incredible oh yeah what? all those all those old school soap opera secrets and baby switchings those things are a thing of the past because all you need is a, a, a cotton swab and some spit to find out who who is the father no exactly except but you know the other from the the real end of this the problem with you know using your sperm as a donor because you feel like it or you thought there was a better chance is we don't know what the hell you have in your genetic code so yeah, when but you I, but do is, but that I, I love how you say this as if somebody who was willing to do that isn't going to be they don't care about that their whole thing is they want to basically have their dna but basically they're like johnny appleseed they're just throwing it out the window and and, and look there there have been doctors that have like dozens and dozens and dozens of children that is so yes. shocking. And what even beyond that, even the legit thing is dangerous because there's a lot of people with the whole way sperm donation works with the anonymity where there are sperm, sperm donors. Some of, the, some of the ones that are really popular, if they're particularly tall and well-educated, they literally will have hundreds of children. So the odds of these people in certain cities, these kids one day in a, uh, meeting in college, meeting in high school, across a crowded hallway, you know, and then all of a sudden... You know, you got, you know, kids with four ears and stuff. So, <laughs> well, no, well, no, but that's the thing. That's the reason why all this stuff is so dangerous. And, you know, even before the ancestry and stuff, when people would keep those secrets, I'm like, well, how do you know that your son or daughter is not going to encounter them and start a relationship? And that would be exactly what would happen if you didn't. So it's just kind of dangerous. Like you said, the whole um, genetic mutation thing. And then, you know, just the case of, what happens when you do find out that okay well like in the trailer the uh the w w young girl who i thought was black but is biracial um <laughs> apparently because she was like i grew up with them well that, but what's interesting about that is that uh, what that's a really interesting rub in the show so it's like it's actually three women that develop a relationship as sisters Two of whom already knew each other, but they knew each other as friends. I believe Correct. that they knew each other as basically their, their parents were colleagues and they grew up as friends, never knowing that the, that, uh, the, uh, that they were actually sisters. And then this new girl that they didn't know from Adam comes into their life. And so the idea of these, this, this horrible event and the, the title of the show is absolutely perfect. Almost family. So growing up all as, all three as only children, all of a sudden, uh, through this, you know, horrific and what you, as you said, yuck event, um, yes. trying to make the best of a, it's the definition of trying to make the best of a bad situation. Make the best of a yuck event. 
Okay, so let's get back to the verdict. So, so um, is this the kind of show that you think you're going to watch yourself? And do you think that others will watch it? Will it get a second season? Well, like I said, I'm disgusted, but I'm intrigued. So I do want to see, at, at the very least, the first episode to see what what with it you know the pilot episode even though guess what these trailers that are now like almost five minutes long basically are the first episode but um i'm interested to see as far as whether or not it will get a season two i yes i think it will get a season two but unless it develops a good storyline very quickly and ha- there's something there i'm skeptical about a season three so they have to do a lot of work very quickly to get you know a good storyline going to hook people for it to have a season three but season two i think it will get what do well, you one think thing that's really oh, interesting sorry. i was gonna say uncle I'm, I'm sorry interrupting you but I was oh i was just asking what you thought that's all. well i was gonna say one thing that's really interesting about the premise is if it does get a second season i guarantee that the three core sisters aren't going to be the end i think we're going to get like another a brother or another sister that comes into the mix that comes into these three core women's lives uh that might you know mix things up for them so i'm i'm looking forward to it i was absolutely intrigued by the premise of this show and the three female leads seem very engaging and they're very different but i love how the at one point one of them one of the boyfriends notices that one of the other girls is doing the same thing where they tap their teeth when they're nervous and they all and three do that and they're noticing all these other little attributes how they can all roll their tongues into like you know a cigar shape so little things like that and how they're how they're similar and how they're different is going to be really interesting to see over the run of the show if it has more than one season this is this show i'm rooting for it to have more than one season because i'm already in you're right the trailer gave us a lot i already feel like i'm invested in these women i'm curious about the whole thing will timothy hudden actually die or is this just like a a heart episode the whole thing i'm in i can't wait to see how it all plays out and so i'm hoping against hope that fox doesn't ruin it and and put it on a horrible night or up against really bad competition and it ends up uh, being canceled so it uh premieres october 2nd and so fingers crossed it'll get a season two all right yeah. what's our next victim all right our next victim is actually bat woman uh yes. and it uh it the uh, lead character is kate kane and she seeks justice for gotham city as bat woman they worked yes. really hard on that synopsis tachi they I must have tell. spent hours <laughs> i just I, I can tell. Either that or they just got tired. I well, I searched know. and searched. And I'm like, this This is the longest one? That was the longest synopsis. That's a damn shame. You oh have nothing God. better to say about Batwoman? How very dare they? Yeah, so we know her name is Kate. Uh, so what did you think of the CW's Batwoman, which also premieres on October 6th? It's going to air on Sunday nights. So I am... I, I like the name. Let me say that first. I think... Every superhero kind of has to have a a very engaging name. So that Kate Kane, that makes you think, you know, superhero right away. So I do like the name. I I'm interested to see where where it goes. I am generally not a huge fan of the what CW has done with the DC universe. I, I don't know, maybe I'm just too stuck on Marvel, <laughs> which is why, and uh, because they do Marvel so well. And DC tends to be on CW, which is network, and there's not a whole lot of leeway you can have with things. But it seems with this, they took some liberties. 
that normally are not there. So it didn't feel CW-ish, if that makes any sense. Okay, well, one of the things I have to say about it is the fact that Kate Kane, what is interesting about this is that she is a straight-up lesbian. Now, oh, now she oh, might be, They might say that she's bi, but she definitely has a girlfriend. And um, what's interesting is this, uh, uh, apparently, they both go to the police academy, and her girlfriend is a woman of color. She happens to be black, and she is gorgeous. And I got to say one thing. I was really depressed as I was watching the trailer, actually, because her... Her uh, girlfriend, I feel a lot, the, the, the chemistry between um, uh, Ruby Rose and this other woman playing her girlfriend was electric. I felt the heat when they're like kissing uh, uh, while like, you know, uh, ducking through the ob- obstacle course. They'd like take time to make out. And I'm all like, yeah, I'm here for it. But then I thought, wait a minute, the odds of her super sexy black girlfriend living to the end of the pilot you know are, she's as, dead. are as good as Bruce Wayne's parents making it to the end of the first episode <laughs> oh god <laughs> so it's like oh you my know god. he's dead exactly oh you god. know they're she, dead every she time she is so murdered <laughs> well and see that's the thing because i think if she Often a love interest will hold down a superhero because again you have to uh, leave aside some of the accoutrement of the outside world in order to effectively fight. I've not seen a superhero who is a, who has an effective dual life in a relationship and, and it works well and still fight crime without that person dying. That person oh, dies. yeah, no, they're, uh, I just hope that she lives long enough. Just let her live long enough, CW, to have an upside-down lesbian Spider-Man kiss. So let Batwoman hang upside down and make out with her sexy, hot black girlfriend just once before she's killed by some supervillain. <laughs> and that's your only wish. That's my only wish, because I know she's dead. I just, I just want to see a hot, you know, lesbian make out upside down before she gets killed. Wow. Is that asking I, too much? I don't, uh, I don't think no, I, uh, not, not today. Not in this day. <laughs> that, that has never been something that I have said, but that is interesting. And but then then everybody be like, oh, Spider Man did that. Well, yeah, but he but he wasn't kissing another dude. So this is the first same sex upside down superhero kiss. So, but they I, could do something else. I still want to see it upside down. Oh, but anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As Missy Elliott used to say, I'd like to see her flip it and reverse it. So wow. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so okay well how what is your feeling for gotham for yourself uh not gotham see i'm actually thinking okay let me say that i had total gotham vibes the question you you said you had issues with uh dc versus marvel to me what the difference between dc and marvel is really when it comes to the cw is budget so um dc doesn't have that budget yeah uh uh yeah the dc on the cw they're doing these shows on the chizzy uh compared to what they're spending on marvel films so it's not going to have that same kind of production values. It looks like they spent a little bit of money on the pilot. They spent more on this. You can tell it has a different feel than Arrow or any of these other shows. Uh, yeah, it, it absolutely does. And see, I, I don't know about you, but I have like, honestly, I have a thing for Ruby Rose. So the moment oh. I saw I saw her uh, uh, being touted as the, as the new It thing from Orange is the New Black, I'm like, who is this? Ruby Rose, everybody's talking about that name. Does it, is that even a real? Who's what's a Ruby Rose? And I saw, I was like, oh, okay, I'm in, I'm in. So anyway, so that plus now she's like fighting crime, and she, she's down she, with the, 
and she's down with, with the, the squirrel. squirrel. So okay, I'm all about her now. More ways so. than one. <laughs> so. But you know, I think she's actually she is beautiful. I think she's lovely, and so I know there are all sorts of. Uh, there's no one type of femininity. My only thing is why does it have to be? I'm not even going to say it because there'll be people that will argue with. Okay, what no, femininity you're gonna, I, I will. You know what? I'll dare to say it. Um, you're going to say that because she, she she does have a very masculine energy. She we, why does she have to have a masculine energy? That really negates the whole purpose of her. And there are women who have masculine energy, and in fact, all of us have a masculine and feminine side. We know that. But, yeah, but, but to be fair, Tachi, why can't there be a rainbow of their like they have they have a, a Supergirl. Who's very feminine? I mean, her she has a skirt in her outfit for God's sakes. I mean, she's fighting crime in a skirt. Mm. So why can't you have a more? I might even say dashing female presence uh, with ruby roses kind of persona. Um, so I, you I feel don't. Like it's you're a you're vibe. right. You're right. That's why it's a di- difficult thing. But Supergirl. It, she looks like um, sunshine and roses cheerleader and seems too happy. It seems like in order that if you are feminine, that you always have to be happy, that you always kind of have to have this upbeat. And I'm not saying she's always upbeat, but it has to kind of be that type of thing. The, the golden or raven girl or whatever. But you, if you are masculine, then you're allowed to be dark and brooding and fight crime that way. You, well, you know, there's well, just an well, archetype. Well, one of the things that's interesting is you speak speaking about the masculine look. And uh, uh, in this universe, uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman has disappeared. He's left Gotham, yes. and of course, Gotham is reeling from his disappearance. And um, uh, when uh, 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 Kate. Uh, accidentally stumbles upon the bat cave which that's another thing the bat cave is the worst kept secret ever in all of comic bookdom people are always accidentally stumbling upon it moving a book leaning on something and the bat cave opens up but anyway so remember uh to mention that kate kane is his cousin yeah she's bruce Wayne's Wayne's cousin cousin. and Mm so um that's how she kind of gets involved in this world but when she discovers that bruce wayne she didn't know he was batman until she stumbles upon the bat cave and when she does she tells his black alfred um i don't think he's actually alfred but he's basically he takes the place of an alfred type he's like some kind of (laughs) scientist (laughs) fix it kind of everything person so i'm I'm (laughs) calling him i'm calling him black alfred until i learn more about the show (laughs) (laughs) my thing for everything now whenever there's a fixer who's black here comes Black Alfred. Black Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Melanin Rich Alfred, uh, she's talking to him, and, and and she looks at she looks at the bat suit, and she and and she, uh, and so then um, she says, you know, I need you to I need you to fix that thing for me. And so then he says, um, it is you know the definition of perfection. She goes, it will be when it fits a woman. I'm like, oh, ooh, okay, strong enough for a man. But made for a superhero woman. Here we go. Oh, so you have a, a, a you you were asking me what I thought about it. I I I'm interested to to see. I will watch you know watch a first the first episode and see if it hooks me. I again I'm I've never been a huge DC fan from CW, but I'm interested to see now that they've spent a little more money what what they do with it and how the whole thing unfolds. In terms of a season two, yes, I think there is going to be a season two. 
Okay, yeah, okay. Um, well, one, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention from the trailer that was kind of neat was when uh, a little girl looks up in the sky when there's some kind of epic battle happening. She goes, you know, look, it's Batman. And then we cut to Kate Kane after the battles uh, going over to, uh, you know, Black Alfred. And she says, um, yeah, uh, they think I'm him. I'm not about to let a man take credit for a woman's work. So basically, so then all of a sudden she's rocking that 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 like soup that crimson uh 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 wig uh uh is coming out of the back of the uh the bat uh the bat costume her 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 mask so it's quite clear it's 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 uh hugging her in all the right places yes. so it's quite it becomes quite clear that you know there's a new Victoria's Secret model fighting crime in Gotham now. <laughs> So you know, as soon as she t- said that line, uh, I was and, and the, the first thing I said is as usual, you know. <laughs> after that, <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I am here for it. I'm definitely gonna check out the even though it's, I'm gonna have lots of Kleenex with me because I know that super sexy black girlfriend will be dispatched at the end She's of the train at the first episode. So I'm very sad about that already. I'm gonna probably need I'm gonna need you to like you know be there for me during the tough times after I'm dealing with the lo- her loss. So um, I'll be there. I. I absolutely think there will be a second season, so I agree. I'm I'm gonna watch at least the first couple of them, and I think that there will be a second season, thanks to the goddess that is Ruby Rose. All right, Very so cool. What is our third CW or our third show? But it happens to also be a CW show. It is our third show is a throwback to the days of old did you ever used to read nancy drew books i never read nancy drew or her um i guess were they her cousins the hardy the boys hardy or, boys were they yeah, just I friends don't know. or something i think they were just friends i don't know but they were all teenage crime fighters solving well, I mysteries about the nancy, the, just the idea of nancy drew and the hardy boys is like there were so many smugglers <laughs> just like the scooby-doo gang just yes comes, nothing but smuggling there was never murders the crimes were always like smuggling or or, yeah, or it was diamond theft theft or something yeah it was yeah well the, the crimes always stayed kind of pg not even 13 they were just more g they weren't even pg there was no there was no parental guidance suggested none <laughs> you well nancy none. drew has grown up because they've done oh, away with the theft yeah. <laughs> they've done away with the theft and i would have succeeded if it weren't for these meddling you, kids you meddling kids <laughs> And the dumb dog. Exactly. So young Nancy Drew makes plans to leave her hometown for college after high school graduation, but finds herself drawn into a supernatural murder mystery. So the murder is here. No more innocence. Oh, yeah. Those innocent days are over. So in the mm. vo- opening voiceover, she says, um, uh, let's see, Horseshoe Bay, uh, uh, most infamous uh, uh, sea queen, only wore her crown for one night. People say she still haunts our town, but I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in looking for the truth. And so she goes, mysteries are everywhere, and I love solving them. Yes. So anyway, uh, so I'm uh, already like she's this Nancy is sucking me in. But then if that wasn't enough sucking, um, I'll get oh, family, wow. show. <laughs> family show, family show, family show, family show. 
Anyway, that was if that wasn't enough. Um, uh, soon Nancy um is is embroiled in a case that actually uh encircles her, ensnares her and her friends, and the sheriff brings them all in for questioning. And at one point, the sheriff uh has some kind of animosity towards Nancy, and one of her friends asks, like, "What is your problem with Nancy?" And he, and he says the uh that yeah she has a uh Nancy uh has, uh, uh used to complicate his job. Yeah. And so one of her friends says, Oh, you mean by doing, <laughs> doing it? Doing it for, for you? you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, about that, like, wait a minute. So she was only in high school already solving crimes, and now she's about to graduate. So oh, she's going to even solve more crimes when she's out of high school. Well, yeah, but very. Uh... Veronica Mars-ish type vibe. Well, oh, Veronica Mars absolutely. Got it from there. And you mentioned the whole thing about this is, uh, you know, about this being a different kind of Nancy Drew. Yeah, this isn't your grandmother's or your mom's Nancy Drew because this Nancy Drew is nailing black dudes or at least um, a black dude. So, so, yeah, that's the whole thing with me. With I said, this is so not the Nancy Drew that you know because we were we were too young when the original Nancy Drew books came out. So obviously we're reading them. I was reading them after the fact because those were like from the '60s, basically. So oh, yeah, and there I, was a, in the '70s there was actually a TV show version of Nancy Drew and the Hardy and Boys the Hardy Mysteries. Boys. I used to watch it. Yeah, and that I know the start, theme song. Yeah, Pamela Sue Martin. Those some of you may remember our old school uh, 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 nighttime soap fans. She was Fallon on Dynasty. So yes. before before she was uh, uh, banging chauffeurs, she was solving G-rated crimes. <laughs> wow, good for her. She upgraded anyway. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> but now, but now it's a new day. Nancy doesn't have to wait to uh, to be a Carrington to start uh, you know knocking boots. She can do it right now. Apparently. Well, see here's the here we go with the sexy teens. Your favorite thing again. <laughs> Sexy teens. Don't, don't say <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> it is your favorite thing. It is sexy not. teens. <laughs> talking about sexy teens. Okay, anyway. talking about them, but not doing yes. not, not doing anything with sexy teens. No, talking about sexy teens. So you know, I can't stand teenage angst and teenage stupidness. So when I saw, I was like Nancy Drew. These are high school kids. I'm a little bit scared. How well, okay, I, I actually what 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 helps is the actors who are playing them are not high school age. I think these so they're, let's call them young college age because I feel like they're all supposed to be like around eighteen. 19. Well, yeah, I think they're all seniors getting ready to go to college or something like that. So they're they're older on the teenage spectrum. But the, when you're eighteen, you still have damn teenage ways. Let's be clear. So I was um, like, you know how I feel about teen shows, blech. But something about Nancy Drew drew me in and it has wink. very little to do yeah wink <laughs> it has very little to do with the nostalgia of reading the old nancy drew books it, it wasn't that there's just something about the way it feels like it's written that i think i may be, i will at least watch the first episode because we will probably review it um it, it it has a vibe that you can tell now it's on the cw same network as riverdale um also it's. I think it's in it produced by the same. 
Yeah, I, I think it's produ- it, it, it feels like it's produced by the Riverdale, uh, the same uh, uh, the same guy that's behind Riverdale and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And what really gives that vibe is she has like her own crew, which I'm calling her own Scooby Gang. And I love how the sheriff refers to the group as he names gives all of them like little like give you an idea who how they are. He goes one is the town screw up, one is an ex con, uh, one's a city girl, and the other one, of course, is Nancy Drew. So th- this this team uh and the tension but with uh with uh nancy and not only that's another thing not only is she nailing a black dude but she the, the only black dude that probably lives in what horseshoe uh what is where do they live horseshoe falls horseshoe, horseshoe junction horseshoe, horseshoe bay, bay. anyway gotcha. <laughs> but he happens to be an ex-con so but see, and that's what i didn't like i'm like the only black person that lives there probably he was he had to be an ex-con Come but you on. know what i'm sure that in the course of the show she's going to be investigating what he was locked up for and it's going to turn out that he wasn't he didn't he wasn't guilty of what he went to jail for so she'll find out who the real culprit was yeah at, at, but all the times trying to figure out how this girl because they have to keep that as a thread throughout the entire show that's that's the only thing about these things although i will say that there is so let me just tell you what i think i'll watch the first episode to see how much of this teen angst i can stomach <laughs> but i do think yes to a season two because this type of show provides all sorts of think about like scooby-doo even though it's different each episode was like a new mystery that they had to solve no that's one thing so, i think they were i think they're if they're smart about this they will have a mystery of the week and then they'll have an overarching mystery that goes right, through which the is whole how this girl season. disappeared right exactly because the, so, the first mystery like yeah the, there was some kind of girl that disappeared years ago and uh was she murdered and yes she was but what did that something to do with supernatural was this, is there a supernatural element that's one thing the most thing I'm, I'm most curious about about the show is will there actually be supernatural elements in the show that turn out to actually be supernatural or just people making something look supernatural that wasn't because like in scooby-doo it never <laughs> there was, was always a projector su- and uh, it was uh, always somebody sheets for a ghost <laughs> exactly so it'll be curious i'm curious to see what's going to happen with nancy how dark will they take this and for the i love uh, uh, towards the end of the trailer we learned it, it tells us exactly who nancy drew is she's investigating she's like wandering through some some, some creepy uh abandoned mansion and all of a sudden the uh door from the attic opens and stairs like fall to the floor and she's the kind of girl who's like oh let me go investigate we'll see what's going on up there what what no get well, the I, hell I out of there down. nancy exactly i wrote this down why do you go to danger nancy that's exactly the question i wrote down well you know what because the girls that don't go towards danger don't get books so that's why <laughs> those true. girls those girls that are home safe there's no books about them well in back, back in these books they were you know it was just theft it wasn't the threat of dying. oh murder and so, yeah, exactly <laughs> murder yeah so, <laughs> it's a different world so, nancy drew so what about you what, yeah, what say I, you about nancy i am drew? actually curious enough about it that i want to watch at least the first couple of them and um i do think i'll be shocked if this doesn't get a second season because i'm already like yeah bring it on i'm ready for this new Nancy Drew, so I'll be I'll be shocked if it doesn't get a second season, and I'll, I'm really curious to see where it goes. If Riverdale, a show that is a the, truly the show about nothing, teen, teenage angst and nothing, can get more than one season, Nancy Drew that actually looks like it has some substance. 
can get a second season. All right. So what is our next show? Next show is called Lime Town. Makes me think of Key Lime Pie. And this follows <laughs> <laughs> Leah Haddock, a journalist for American Public Radio, APR, as she unravels the mystery ooh, behind the disappearance of over 300 people at a neuroscience research facility in Tennessee. Okay, now this is a this is a grown up Nancy Drew with much bigger stakes because this is super spooky. Basically, 326 people just disappeared one night 15 years ago from this town and nobody has any idea where they where they went literally like there's like kids tricycles just like abandoned in the street just like everybody just poof uh vaporized from this town and there's some kind of conspiracy or something to keep whatever happened quiet and um for some reason uh justin timberlake's wife jessica beale aka leah um is decided she's gonna basically look into this and shortly into the trailer when she's like apparently uh turning over too many rocks somebody says if you keep investigating this leah everybody you love will die die and so yes. but when when she says that it's like as serious as a heart attack even though we're kind of we're making fun of it the, but the the sad thing is when you when she says this to Leah all i could think is Leah we know Leah should stop investigating and that that threat is absolutely credible but we all know she's not going to stop <laughs> she's going to exactly. keep investigating <laughs> Leah's like tell me to stop i'm going to keep going oh you know, ex- I, I would not be happy to be a friend or a loved one of Leah <laughs> Because, at all that's where you leave town all i can think of is uh is whoopi goldberg and go you in danger girl <laughs> exactly exactly i forgot to mention that this actually is coming on facebook watch on october 16th yes and so that's and what, uh, go ahead it's based off of a podcast Wow. So what's going to really make this good, this is going to be a really hard one to judge because Facebook Watch is so brand spanking new. I have no, the idea of what they would or wouldn't cancel and what metrics they're using, like what is a hit show for Facebook Watch versus a hit show for the CW or ABC or CBS? How many eyeballs do they need to be considered to consider this a success i have zero ideas and this is interesting this brings us into this whole realm of new media because you are probably going to have far less eyes on this by virtue of it being facebook watch even though facebook has almost uh, three billion people at this point on there that doesn't mean all three billion people watch facebook watch and That's so good, i'm gonna ask you do you know yeah does, is facebook watch a paid service no, it's free. You can you, you there's a little TV icon that is Facebook Watch and you click it and you have access to all these things. So it is a free service if you have Facebook, but you know you pay for that with your data being Facebook and all. Anyway, but yeah, it's free and so you'll be able to watch it via Facebook Watch. Um I I don't know. They're probably going to have far they probably count far less eyeballs and watches than they than they would with traditional television. And what's going to be interesting to see is whether or not they're going to employ their own analytics or if they're going to use uh, Nielsen because now Nielsen is going to count things that are watched, for example, outside of the home. So on your devices. Devices, uh wow. So Nielsen is counting all that. So 
is Facebook Watch going to be part of that? And are are they going to subscribe to Nielsen to measure all of this? Well, the funny thing is, I actually think that that means there's way there's the opportunity for more eyeballs with this because that means everybody that has a Facebook account can watch this show. That's pretty. That's pretty intriguing. I didn't. I thought that maybe it was going to be like you know YouTube Red, where you pay a subscription fee or something. But if oh, we but all YouTube have Red a, is gone now anyway. Um, but but you still have to pay. You still can't watch their shows for for free. You, yeah, that's one thing I found out. No, you. Yeah, I don't know when what are they're they calling changing it. that? You can't. You still can't. If you want to watch Cobra Kai, you still have to give them some money. You can't watch it for free. Forget about Cobra Kai. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to sweep YouTube's leg. But anyway, um, the. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway um so okay let's cut to the chase so what when mm-hmm. it comes to limetown do you think that you want to uh actually watch it yourself or uh and i should say what do you think about other people watching it what are the chances of, of a second season of limetown and jessica beal uh still doing this for facebook Okay, so there's a couple of things here, and I, I hate to get analytical about it, but because of it being on Facebook Watch, there are some, this is the type of thing, first of all, the the population, even though it's on Facebook Watch, Facebook skews older, and the population that would watch this type of show skews a little bit older, okay? Those are not the populations that primarily watch things on their devices, they would want to watch something like this on a larger screen TV for the most part. Now, there are some that have the Facebook app, but I know on Roku, I haven't checked to see if they have a Facebook app. That could be an impediment to this. So, you know, this is the type of show you want to sit back and watch it, not necessarily, you know, be upright or whatever with your device. You may want to watch this on a large screen. And if you don't have the Facebook app on whatever device you're using, that could be an impediment to this. So I don't, I don't know. We, we have to see. This is really one of the first series of this type that Facebook is doing. So we have to see what it does. In terms of will I watch? Um, okay. First episode. And see how it grabs me. It's an intriguing premise. I like Stanley Tucci. I like Jessica Biel. Um, But I'll see how it grabs me after the first one. Or at least through the half of the first episode. And then as far as a season two, yes. Yes, it will. A, Facebook can't afford to cancel anything because they don't have that many series to begin with. B, this actually does seem like it has legs and wings and they've taken the time to draw big names to it. And I think it looks like it's well written. So yes, to a season two. What about you? Okay, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to my thinking about what Facebook can and can't cancel. When you have like two shows, they got, as far as I know, they have this and Red Table Talk. I don't know what the, I don't know what all these other shows are. So, so the idea that they would be canceling it lickety split. I mean, I can't imagine how bad it would have to do to get canceled you know with jessica biel and stanley tucci it would have to just be it would have to basically be just me and you watching it they'd be like we gotta pull the plug (laughs) just just kevin and tachi are the only ones watching this so i do think it'll get a second i do think it'll get a second season as far as for me though because just one one thing you said is uh i think absolutely then you hit another nail on the head the idea 
I was my, my first question to you was going to be like, is there an app? Because I have a smart television, and so can I download an app to watch uh, uh, Facebook Live on my actual television? Because I watch so much YouTube stuff on my actual TV now. Mm-hmm, um, so that just the the idea of watching a sitting down and watching a whole TV show on my iPad. I mean, to me, unless you're like commuting on a train or you're in an airplane, that's that would be a perfect place to watch something like this. But other than that, I, I agree with you. I don't think I, I can't see myself watching this show uh, episode after episode. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how many episodes are going to be in the first season. Let's say, you know, eight to ten. Would I be watching ten hours of this on my iPad? And the answer is probably no. Um, and so I am curious about it, but I have really bad luck. This feels like a kind of a lost kind of thing where you get into it and there's all these mysteries that where do these people where do these people go uh also reminds me of the leftovers on hbo where do these people go and you're not going to get answers or not answers that satisfy so i don't think this show is for me because i feel like all it's going to it's going to lead me to a, a lot of frustration i wish this was a mini series where it was like oh we're going to tell this story over eight hours or ten hours beginning middle and end i'd be all about it but the idea it's going to be continuing series my guess is at the end of season one we still want to know what happened to all those people they should have done it like homecoming where each is each um series is self-contained yes that would be a good idea maybe they will do it that way but until i hear that i don't know if i'm going to be uh, getting myself invested but i'll probably watch the first one like a lunatic and be tricked into getting sucked into it we'll see so that's our take (laughs) <laughs> all right so the next uh series we're going to talk about oh did you say again when it's going to premiere uh yes it is going to be october 16th on facebook watch all right so the next series is living with yourself uh a man undergoes an experimental treatment to improve his life only to be replaced by a new and improved version of himself uh and must uh he must fight uh, for his wife, his career, and his very identity. And the show uh, stars Paul Rudd, and it premieres on Netflix on October 18th. So what did you think of living with yourself? Mm, frankly, it's a little creepy. Because when I saw the, okay, all right, you got a treatment. But that means that the original him, that was him that was buried. The original him. And oh yeah, let me, okay, let, let me give one. a little bit of background just in case yeah. for, for people. For people, um, so okay, the opening voiceover in the trailer says, uh, 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 is, is he's getting a uh, Paul Rudd's getting a sales pitch, and we're seeing how crappy his life is, and so we're getting a montage of that. So, um, the path of life begins. Uh, I'm sorry, the path of life uh, brings us many troubles pain sadness humiliation uh top happy spa will rebuild your dna better than ever a better you the best you can be uh and so we cut to a montage of new paul rudd living his best life he is loving life he's running through cornfields he's romancing his wife that had left him he's doing great in his career and everything's going great until all of a sudden in the middle of the night he hears an intruder and he starts fighting this intruder in the dark until he comes he he, um, uh, gets into the light and sees who he's fighting is himself 
And yes. so the um uh so the uh uh the guy who was actually living in the house um who I'll, I'll refer to him as New Paul Rudd says uh I woke up in a spa went uh went back to work and came home and then original Paul Rudd or as I like to refer to him as Paul Rudd classic he says uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says i woke up in a grave dug my way out walked for six hours uh uh uh, 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 to get home to find uh, to find whatever the hell you are here. Oh, and he did not say whatever the hell because this is Netflix. Correct. So guess what word I replace with hell. So whatever the blank you are. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> my 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 question here is why they made those artistic choices? Because my thing is like if. Well, I guess we'll find out in the series that something is not right because you should not wake up. (laughs) That's the thing that the new you should be the new you. Um, I don't understand. So that means there's some sort of flaw. Well, oh no! Clearly, system. clearly, that the people at that spa are not telling you that they're telling you that the idea is they're going to fix you right. and make you better, as opposed to no, take you, make a carbon copy that is in high definition, so it's a better version of you. And what they'll do is they'll clunk the original uh, classic you on the head and then bury you in a shallow grave. And so, <laughs> so if, if people knew that part, they probably wouldn't sign up for it. You know, like oh yeah, bury me in a a shallow grave here's my credit card no so so they're keeping that under their hats yeah yeah it's not well thought out (laughs) you know i was getting a as far as the sci-fi of this it was definitely giving me a vibe of did you ever see a movie called the the eternal uh the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind Mind? i didn't see it but i know it yeah it has that kind of vibe where it's basically like a fable of it's a it's a it's a sci-fi fable so like what if this could happen what if you could go someplace and do this how would life so it doesn't look like some kind of jetsony future world it looks like just like right now and the spa where he goes looks like it's like in a, a in a mini mall parking lot kind of thing very nondescript it looks like a nail salon or something nondescript looking and he goes in there and they're going to basically you know fix your dna and make you better stronger faster and then of course it ends up being two paul runs and so the idea is if you could have or see a, a you know your idealized version of yourself the very best you you could be but that wasn't you that was some other guy that was almost like you but just better um the feelings that would come up <laughs> the the um the jealousy uh the 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 rage <laughs> the that Paul Rudd seems to be feeling or I should say classic Paul Rudd is feeling towards new Paul Rudd um is interesting it's comedic but it's definitely got a dark comedic vibe to it it's because dark. it looks like there's going to be some bloodletting and um classic Paul Rudd wants to kind of get rid of the new Paul Rudd because they basically there's two Paul Rudds and one Paul Rudd life and so how are they going to do it and there's moments that look really intriguing where we see classic Paul Rudd watching new Paul Rudd with uh, with his wife he sees him at work engaging his his co-workers and he's living basically the what Paul Rudd his dream life is being lived by this better version of him well and so this is this is a Netflix thing I'm Okay, shall I give you my 
Thing. Yes, I thought okay. you were going to do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what I was. I didn't know if. I, so, in terms of me watching this, eh, it's a little too. I'm wanting to see how they're going to spin this whole thing into a series because it's a, a little too movie like to me. It seems like this problem can be solved in uh, 90 pages of script or 120 pages of script, and you don't have to drag this on into a series. So, in terms of a season two, it's a cautious. Yes, for me, because I don't know what they're going to be able to do. I, I mean, somebody thought they're going to be able to do something with it, but mm, because it's Paul Rudd, because I think they're going to try and make it work, but it's a cautious yes for me. But as far as me watching it, nah, I'm not that interested because I think it it's going to drag on. See, this is another one. I feel I feel very similar to the last thing we reviewed, Limetown where this would make a great mini series where it's just like okay we're gonna tell the story of two paul rudds in 10 hours 10 episodes and then we're done the story is done now to me i already i i can already see complications because we because of this uh tech we have two paul rudds but my something tells me in the finale of season one we're gonna meet a third paul rudd oh god so if you always if you if you always thought that Paul Rudd's a national treasure and we don't have enough of him, this show was like we're gonna give you more Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd squared. Yeah, so yeah. um yeah so I I one thing I I do want to mention before I give my grade complete grade I want to say that my favorite line in the trailer uh is when uh, Paul Rudd classic says to uh, the new Paul uh you're a monster uh like Doctor Jekyll and then uh new and improved. Paul uh, replies, Dr. Jekyll was the sane one. Uh, uh, you mean uh, uh, Mr. Hyde. Uh, yeah, you should pick up a book. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love how the DNA change made the other Paul Red Rudd uh, well read. Just uh, instantly well read. <laughs> I just love that. No, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, I do like the idea of the kind of sci-fi fable, and I, I am a huge Paul Rudd fan, just like a Paul Rudd stand. So there, I, I don't want to watch this. I kind of have to watch it. So unless it's epically bad, then I, w- I will not finish it. Um, and so I'm down to watch it. As far as the season two goes, uh, earlier I would have been able to predict this, but now Netflix is so crazy. I mean, they had that show that we thought we both thought was incredible, uh, called Gypsy, starring Naomi Watts, yes. and they canceled that with a quickness. And so, but Paul Rudd is a bigger star than uh, Naomi Watts is, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards season two, but I I'm not sure exactly where the show could possibly go. It feels like it should be a miniseries or, like you said before, a movie, but I'm gonna tentatively give it a season two. Just on, okay. on the sheer magnetism and charisma that is Paul Rudd. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I said a cautious season two. Um, cautious, okay. yes. Okay, so what's our next show, Tachi? Our next show is Watchmen. And this is another superhero thing. It's set in an alternate history where masked vigilantes are treated as outlaws. And Watchmen embraces the nostalgia of the original grand, groundbreaking graphic novel of the same name while attempting to break new ground of its own this is premiering on hbo on october 20th okay so um the first thing i want to say about this is the trailer opens up with gene smart saying to regina king people who wear masks uh are driven 
by trauma. They're obsessed with justice because of some injustice they've suffered. Ergo, the mask hides the pain. Yes. And Regina King is sitting there wearing a mask herself, and she replies, I wear a mask to protect myself. And Gene Smart says, yeah, right, from the pain. And so <laughs> just, just that vibe right there was like, damn it, I can't believe they're sucking me into this because I saw the original Watchmen movie and just I actively disdained that movie. Oh, wow, okay. It was horrible so mm. everything that's shown in this trailer doesn't it, it's it's not showing anything about the superheroes because that was about a bunch of uh ragtag you know dirt baggy superheroes uh and an alternate timeline and future so we had things like we had a uh president nixon and stuff like that but we also had superheroes and we had superheroes that were like raping people we had it was a very dark uh, kind of thing. I never read the original uh, 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 source material, so maybe this is more true to the source material than the actual uh, movie from, uh, I believe, two thousand nine. So, I, I, so I was not looking forward to this, but the very smart move HBO by casting Regina King, who you know is you know just the queen uh, of you know her and viola davis just rule when it comes to just acting so chewing up scenery they do it they do it right so <laughs> that kind of sucks me in and gene smart has been on some kind of resurgence or something like that she has just been in some one great thing after another i mean she was uh she was in fargo and she killed it um and then she was in uh another show we reviewed which is name is escaping me that remember that thing we did the superhero thing uh, uh from the x-men universe the oh, defenders God, no i'm sorry no it, it's say, not the it defenders was, um it had that 60s kind of vibe to it oh yes Aubrey um, Plaza. um 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 one of my favorite shows from fx um yes. legion legion so anyway Jean smart was in legion yes and she absolutely killed it she and did. now she's in this and we only get a glimpse of her a few times in this trailer and she's killing it again and so it has people in it that i'm not a huge fans of like i don't really honestly i don't really care about um uh don johnson but I'm curious about it. I'm curious. So I'll probably watch the first one. I'm just cut to the chase. I'll probably watch the first one. This will definitely get a second season. There's absolutely, I have no doubt that HBO has put so much money on this. They're so behind this. I'll, I'll absolutely be jaw droppingly stunned if it doesn't get a season two on the sheer, again, the willpower that is the, the force of, of a life force that exists in the body that is known as Regina King will will it to have a second season. Sheesh and a half. Okay. Yes. All right. So Tachi, what did you think? Okay. So Watchmen, just to, uh, to your earlier point, this is actually a remix. So there was a, a, an Instagram post that Damon Lindelof, who I think is the producer of this, uh, revealed that this Watchmen series is not a direct adaptation of the original source material. Instead, it's being remixed. And what they're trying to do is tell an entirely new story set in a world where the events of the original storyline took place. So that's why you were feeling that. That's where that came from. 
Oh. Yeah. I I like, you know, I'm a stand for Regina King. Love Regina King. I love to see this side of her as well, because I, we've never seen her in a superhero-ish type of... Oh, yeah. She's an absolute badass vigilante. So the question is, what, like, if I believe Jean Smart is right. So what trauma did Regina King go through that has her as a masked Avenger at this point? Uh, what is she battling against? Her whole backstory fascinates me. Exactly, exactly. And apparently she's also a police detective, so she's got this dual life. And uh, Richard Roundtree is in it. Who doesn't want something with Shaft? Come on. <laughs> and then again, Don Johnson, who you said you don't care about. But, you know, I'm interested to see. What yeah, when you know all... what, Tachi, when you mention Don Johnson, all I want to say is shut your mouth. Don Johnson or Richard Roundtree? No, but forget it. It's oh, a, okay. No, I get, a, it. <laughs> I get That's it. That's okay. I get it. Anyway, somebody got that joke out there. Somebody. Very few. But anyway, <laughs> um, I I will wa- again. I'm going to watch because there's I'm interested in some of these lead characters and their backstories. I am going to watch it. I'm going to watch the first episode and see if it keeps me. As far as a season two, yes, they've spent too much time and energy and money and getting this star power for it to go away. So yes, it will get a season two. Uh, definitely. And and then, you know, HBO getting their hands on something, often that is pure magic. So we'll see. Yeah, and they need another hit. They lost Game of Thrones, so they need they need some other big thing to keep people watching. One thing you mentioned that Regina King being a detective, one of the most there's a lot of disturbing imagery and violence in the trailer. Um, but one of the most disturbing images is we see a whole bunch of police officers in full uniform with mask on to cover their faces that was so creepy and disturbing looking so super creepy wow especially and, especially in today's culture so just like oh well that's what i was going to say in today's culture, it's very very telling very creepy but all yes. right so um uh oh wait so do you want to see again when it's going to air maybe Okay, so yes, <laughs> Watchmen is going to air October 20th on HBO. All right, so our next show is called Daybreak. A high school outcast, Josh, is searching for his missing girlfriend in a post-apocalyptic Glendale. Uh, he's joined by a group of misfits, um, uh, Angelica uh and his uh former bully wesley on the way they'll face many weird things and uh daybreak premieres on october 24th on netflix so what did you think of daybreak okay so usually again when it comes to anything with teens i'm like blech uh i think I think it's interesting that Matthew Broderick, I guess he plays the principal. In, in yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, it, you know, you get this thing. You see him in a school. You automatically think, what? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So it's it's ironic that he goes from being the, the you know, cast off, not the cast off, but the what do you call the it lead people... character he was he was he was the rebel in uh, in Ferris Bueller's That's Day right, Off. The, the and rebel. now he now he's part of the machine. <laughs> part of the machine. So yeah, that that's that's very intriguing. Wait, wait, no, Tachi, I got a, I got a better one. He's another brick in the wall. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> that, okay, that is better. That is. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Okay. <laughs> wow, we might here be here all week the way we go on and on in our podcast. <laughs> anyway, so I, I so 
Just how people are really drawn to Stranger Things, I kind of get this Stranger Things vibe with this show. And I think this was an attempt to, I mean, Stranger Things, I don't know how long, I don't think it's, I think there's a, is there another season or are we done? No, we, no we have, I think, at least two more seasons of Stranger Things. At least two more seasons, right. But we know that that's coming to an end. And I think this is Netflix's way of trying to start to replace Stranger Things. That type of thing does really well and a lot of and it's not just you know young adults who watch it grown folks like stranger things as well i don't know that they would be as drawn to this as they would be stranger things but i think they're trying to make an attempt and again because stranger things is hot they're trying to make other things that are in that same vein that will you know can encompass young adults as well um i'm not that interested in watching it i'm kind of like meh but if it, in terms of a season two, it would be because of the success of things like Stranger Things. So I'm cautiously giving a season two. Okay. Now, the funny thing is, you the the moment you mentioned Ferris Bueller uh, um, seeing uh, Matthew Broderick, I thought the exact same thing. But <laughs> not just because of that. There, the the lead kid that well, that is mentioned, Josh. He basically does the exact same thing Ferris Bueller did. He breaks the fourth wall. He looks directly into the camera and talks to Ooh. us, the viewer, and includes us into in the story. So the first thing I was thinking when he when he looked at us, started talking to me, I'm like, oh my god, is this Ferris Bueller's apocalypse off? Or a better yet, if we're gonna uh, uh, keep mentioning '80s teen movies, uh, I would also call it the breakfast, uh, the breakfast for zombies club, and lastly, sixteen cannibals. Wow. Okay. Oh. You thought about that all day. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely has that eighties vibe. It does of, have an eighties vibe of John Hughes. So mm-hmm. basically, it's John Hughes uh, uh, after an apocalypse. That's exactly what it is. It's Ferris Bueller after an apocalypse with his still wise crack at crack and wise talking to us, the audience, trying to save his smoking hot girlfriend. So yes, um, I do think uh, that this show is. I don't think it's for me. But I definitely think there's an audience for it. I agree with you. The Stranger Things crowd, um, a lot of the, just the Walking Dead people, because I believe there are flesh-eating zombies. Uh, that's an, why do I even have to say flesh-eating? Aren't I, I think if you're a zombie, probably you're, odds are you're gonna be flesh-eating. So <laughs> true. That was a little it's, redundant. It's, but that's it's okay. a it's vegan zombies. Oh, so <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they're gonna steal all of our plants. So anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, wow. <laughs> stay away from my Beyond Burger. But anyway, um, oh, so <laughs> for me personally, no, this isn't for me. Um, um, my my Ferris Bueller will always always be Matthew Broderick. So having a new post apocalyptic one, no thanks, Josh. Um, but I do think it's going to get a season two. Okay. All right. So what is our next show? Our next show, off of post-apocalyptic Ferris Bueller's, on to Daybreak. No, no, no. The Morning Show. Why did I say Daybreak? Because that was the show we just got through talking about. Yeah, and I'm still stuck on that nonsense. Anyway, The Morning Show, and this is going to be on Apple TV, premieres November 1st. It's an inside look at the lives of people who help America wake up in the morning, exploring the unique challenges faced by the men and women who carry out this daily televised ritual. 
All right. So what did vague, you think? Yeah. What was your first impression of uh, this hot, this high-powered show? I mean, we have big stars. We've got Jennifer Aniston starring in her first uh, TV show, Post Friends. We've got um, Reese Witherspoon. We've also got Steve Carell. So uh, what are you thinking of it? So, you know, they made they made a big deal of this at that Apple event where they premiered all the Apple TV things coming up. And I I'm very interested in this because of the fact that, you know, obviously I'm communication, television, journalism. And so this type of thing appeals to me. Definitely. I'm getting Murphy Brown vibes. I'm getting network vibes. So, you know, any show that has really dealt with what the newsroom is like, I'm getting. This is really the um, not the first time, but, you know, it's interesting dealing with a morning show because the dynamics are a little bit different. It's very host driven as opposed to being a news sh- uh, show where, you know, the anchors, you identify with the anchors, but it's more so about the news morning programming is morning news programming is very host driven so you see this kind of you know where where they they allude to the fact that what jennifer aniston's time was up like 15 minutes ago basically and you see her putting all these like eye patch whatever they are to erase wrinkles and stuff from the eye because you know as a woman in anything that's televised you're, there's a finite amount of time per what the industry says. And so you have to always be fresh and young. And so you see them doing everything to remain fresh and, and young. And Jennifer Aniston is, is falling into that, you know, because she doesn't want to be replaced by this Reese Witherspoon, by Reese Witherspoon's character. Well, yeah, that's one thing that the uh, we, it's, it's talk about rip from the headlines. I mean, we've seen that whole thing happen, play out you know, through the years on morning TV where that's exactly what happens, that women reach a certain age and they are jettisoned, uh, Jane Polly style, um, mm-hmm. Katie Couric style, like, bye, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And I then, would even say Ann Curry too. Yeah. And, and then, and the, and the person who replaces you is always at least a decade younger than you. At least a decade. <laughs> Insult younger. on top of injury. Always a damn decade. Wow. Yeah. At, at the least, <laughs> at least. Yeah, and so it's real. That's the thing. Like you said, ripped from the headlines. It is a real thing that people are dealing with. I mean, and now, look at all these shows now that have been greenlit that are premiering this. So you have the Tamron Hall show. You have you have a, a, quite a few people. So th- this is really interesting. This is r- real. Well, I mean, I, you better not replace me with a sexy teen, Taji. You you know I can't stand teens. What would I, I be thinking, doing with it? Because my fans will rise up. So, all right. You don't have so, to worry about me. <laughs> okay. Well, my my actual feeling as I was watching the trailer is it just made me mad at not only Apple TV Plus, it made me mad at Netflix, it made me mad at HBO, and here's why. I was mad at Apple TV for giving me a new much wash show, much much wash, much watch show. So, they're trying to reach into my pocket to grab some of that sweet sweet uh, streaming service cash and Netflix and HBO by not doing this show first is letting them do it. So I'm not happy. This 
absolutely feels like something that I'd be interested in because right. I was riveted by the real life versions of this. The the when uh, when Charlie Rose on CBS's The Morning Show got ripped off of that show out of nowhere. We didn't know anything. It just like poof, he was gone. And then Matt Lauer, the untouchable one on the Today Show, all of a sudden was vaporized uh, due to a lot of allegations of uh, of um, sexual harassment and straight up sexual assault, uh, uh, i.e. Rape, correct. Uh, um, um, uh, so, I'm I'm really interested in where the show is going to go with this because one thing that the trailer doesn't make clear is is Steve Carell guilty of what he's being accused of in this show because in real life, you know, Charlie Rose and Matt Lauer were like super guilty. Uh, I'm sorry. The, look, at, the legal team is looking at me. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> super duper guilty. They're looking at you. <laughs> so anyway but we when i say allegedly you know what i mean wink oh, so anyway no. um anyway I, i'm all about this I, I can't even play games i love jennifer aniston uh i love reese witherspoon um i'm not a huge fan of steve carell but seeing him as a disgraced uh tv personality <laughs> that for some reason that excites me i'm not exactly sure why you love to see people disgraced okay <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm interested. I'm actually, I'm absolutely interested. Um, and, um, I, again, this is going to be, uh, um, there's so much potential feigning in this show. If HBO plus, I mean, HBO plus, <laughs> there's so many streaming services touching. Too damn if, many. If Apple TV plus cancels a show starring Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, I will collapse. Uh, you know, I'll, you know what? I might even have uh, one of those uh, t- uh, Timothy Hutton uh, heart attacks. Because <laughs> if they, if they <laughs> I'll take a Timothy Hutton heart attack and a side of fries, please. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, so I'll, I, I'll, I'm definitely giving this a season two. Absolutely giving it a season two. And damn it, damn it. Now, one thing I will say about this is I believe uh, they haven't. The uh, Apple TV hasn't exactly announced yet how they're going to basically air this show. Um, as in, will it be Netflix old school style where it uh, drops the whole season and you can binge it? Or it's going to be one episode a week. My guess is, since they announced at the last Apple Press event that they're going to give us all a glorious free month of it. That to me says that they're only going to give us one episode a week. They're not going to give us all 10 or 12 episodes of this Jennifer Aniston, uh, Reese Witherspoon show and have us watch the whole season and then drop it like a hot rock after our free trial is over. So they're going to let us be sucked in by watching three or four of them. And then we're going to have to pay to see the rest of it is my guess. I I 100% agree. First of all, let me say I'm totally sucked in like you by the morning show. I am not willing to pay another subscription. You already know me. So the answer is a resounding hell no. I'm not paying for another subscription, though I am very intrigued by this. Uh, And here's the thing, kind of like going back to the other one. They don't have that many properties to begin with to even binge watch stuff. So they have to dole stuff out one at a time because they don't have enough stuff. So as far as it being canceled, I it's definitely going to get a season two because it seems intriguing, but they're not going to cancel it. They don't have anything else. 
Yeah, they're basically they're they're using the the CBS All Access model. I, my guess is to release things week to week, which I just once you have gone to Netflix, once you go to Netflix, you can't go back. Uh, to the I I love being able to watch a whole season of a show in at my pace. I can watch it over a weekend. I can watch it over a week or two. I love that freedom and waiting like after seeing one episode of of this show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, I'm like, Oh, well, I can't wait to see what happens next week. No, it's just, it's not cool. So what I'm probably going to do is wait for that free trial. I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump on it on November 1st. I'm going to wait a few months into it, into 2020, then join up for my free glorious month. And hopefully the whole season will already be available at that point, And I can binge the whole first season and then drop it like a hot rock. Um, one other thing that's kind of intriguing about it, if, if you're in the market for a new Apple device, this is a great time to buy it because if you buy an Apple device starting like now, then you can get one free year. You get a free year. So you don't have to deal with the shenanigans we have to. (laughs) Exactly. So I, that, this is a great time to buy a device. And honestly, I was looking for a new iPad. Okay. Well, you might get that free year. I might have to do it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Again, Apple TV, November 1st. Yes, Apple TV, November 1st. Oh, so we're both, Mm -hmm. we both agree. We're both into it and we both think Mm -hmm. it's going to get a second season. All right. So our next series is called C and it's also from Apple TV plus in a, uh, in a far, uh, dystopian future. Uh, the human race has lost its sense of sight and a society, uh, and society has, uh, found, uh, new ways to interact, build, hunt, and to survive all of that is challenge when a set of twins with sight is born so tachi what did you think of apple tv plus's c so first of all this is on you said on apple tv november 1st right yes yes so they have a lot of stuff coming uh up in november well that's really when all of this debuts so the it's by the producer of Planet of the Planet of the Apes trilogy, and I think also uh, someone from the Hunger Games had something to do with it. So I can see that because I see Planet of the Apes and I see Hunger Games in this. I love Jason Momoa, love Alfre Woodard, and they're both in this. I am again. This is another thing. The, here's my thing. With there's another a couple of Apple things we're going to review. My my take on what Apple is doing with some of these, what shall we say, dramas, is that, again, it can be solved in a 90 to 120 page script. It's too movie-like. So the thing with this is this is great, but it's not like you can't solve whatever the hell the problem is in one movie. And I don't know how they're going to be, be able to, I mean, I could see it, but are you going to be able to eke strong episodes out of this storyline when really you could make it a movie and, and be done with it. This, this could be Apple TV plus could have made this a movie or a limited series as we've been talking about. I don't feel like it needs to have a whole lot of stuff. So again, here's my thing. A, a, will I watch it? Well, I don't have Apple TV. So <laughs> that's an instant answer. Also the fact that, um, 
It also kind of has a Game of Thrones-ish vibe, which is why I'm guessing they wanted to have this series because they're trying to draw some Game of Thrones fans. I was not a fan of Game of Thrones, and as such, this does not draw me. But I will give a cautious yes to a season two if they are able to successfully swing the storylines well. Otherwise, make it a movie and be done. What say you, Kevin? Oh, okay. I, I I agree with you. I absolutely got Game of Thrones vibes. In fact, the show my in my notes I wrote Game of Thrones with C and I donks instead of fire breathing dragons. <laughs> so that's exactly what this is. The music and, pressed. And, and again <laughs> And Jason Momoa was already in Game of Thrones. We already know that he can wear an animal pelt and work it. Uh so he's doing it again. But my but my actually biggest issue with this show is very simple. Even though but before I say what my issue is, I love the opening narration, which I found intriguing in the trailer. It's uh the uh, uh the uh a little girl is saying hundreds of years from now all humans have lost the ability to see some say sight was taken from them by god to heal the earth but for the few who remain vision is just a myth already sucked me in i'm already invested because what would it be like in a world i'm curious about how society would work if nobody had the ability to see how would people interact how would you build shelter and things like that how does i just i'm fascinated by just the contract of a society where everybody is blind is interesting to me um uh so yeah that probably they could probably tell that story in a limited series versus a regular series i have no idea how many episodes um i don't believe apple has announced yet how many episodes the seasons of their dramas or are gonna have so i'm curious my guess is we, we, we wouldn't be getting more than like 10 to 12 hours of it a year uh so i'm but i'm absolutely fascinated i too love a free water love her so she was viola davis before viola davis was viola davis yes so that's how cool she is and so i'm all about her enough said about jason momoa so yeah if i'm standing but if i'm if i'm near like train tracks with lisa bonet she might get pushed so anyway he's expressed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean she might get pushed to safety is what i oh, meant whatever <laughs> she might be pushed out of harm's way that's what mm, i meant that's what you uh, mean. <laughs> push to pursue her dreams that's what i get meant. out <laughs> anyway so fan of jason momoa's <laughs> And you too, Lisa Bonet. I love. Oh, big fan of you too, Lisa. Clearly, anyway. I'd keep you safe from trains. Anyway, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have to we have to get to my biggest problem with the show. So at okay. one point, Jason Momoa and his wife—they're there with their twin babies that she just had—and he's like, "Something's different. I think these babies can see." Wait, 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 wait. You're able to hear them singing. he can feel the baby singing so (laughs) so come on i can see if they were older and they they're toddlers they start saying things about like look at that and they're like what do you mean look and then but no these are like hardcore babies and he's all like he can just feel them singing and like oh uh uh-uh no so that part is i need i need to see them in the first one they have to explain that how he's able to sense their their ability to see 
Yeah, they would have. Okay, what would have made more sense is if they were babies that were old enough to hold up their heads, right? And something passes overhead and they turn to, you know, kind of look at it. And if he felt that, that would make sense. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need some explanation, Jason Momoa. So we can discuss it over drinks. But anyway. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> so, but anyway, I don't know. But um, I have TV to say. TV channeling unplugged. Go ahead. <laughs> no, after dark. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> the hookup spot. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so, yeah. Am I about this show? Is this show for someone like me? It is absolutely is. Oh my god, the nature shots. Where they, I don't know where they're filming this, but it is gorgeous. It is oh, like, it's beautifully shot. It is breathtakingly beautiful. The 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 beauty of nature that's in this show. Um, the the different tribes. There's like a there's a, a some leader from another tribe uh, that uh, that says at one point. Um, for centuries we feared this day would come. The evil of the light ones who almost destroyed the world. And now it has returned. Find the children who can see and bring them to me. I'm like, uh oh, it doesn't look good. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> well like, and again, you, I could see why we differ on this because you were a fan of Game of Thrones. I, I was not. I tried and I wasn't intrigued. So that, uh, upon first looking at this, I, I'm not drawn because I didn't like Game of Thrones. Granted, I understand it's different, but mm, nah. Mm -mm. So, but if we review it, well, never mind. It's on Apple Plus. Well, Moving we, we, on. We, we, they, they do have, again, you won't even watch it during the free preview? Wow. Okay, gosh. I'll watch it during free. I'll, I'll watch it during okay, free. Okay, so for me, I'll cut to the chase. For me, absolute watch. There's no, I, 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 you couldn't keep me away from this, at least during my free glorious month. I'll watch it. And then um, uh, as far as a season two, same thing we said about some of these other shows. It's just like, look, Apple TV has like, what, four or five shows? You can't be canceling stuff willy-nilly. That's true. So that you're canceled. definitely not canceling a show starring Jason Momoa So in a post-apocalyptic right. world. So, yeah, I, this is going to get a season two. And if I get some kind of either free membership uh, or, you know, Apple TV Plus sponsors us and they want to donate to us, then we'll, yeah, we'll watch. So <laughs> I'll watch forever and wear your T-shirt. Absolutely. And put a picture Absolutely. of it on Instagram. But anyway, but um, so <laughs> it's definitely going to get a season two. What what do you say, Tachi? Um, I, So I'm, yes, in the real world, yes, it's going to get a season two. Like we've been saying, what the hell else do they have? So they're not going to cancel when they already only have a handful of shows. On top of it, Alfre Woodard and Jason Momoa. Yeah, that alone. And they're trying to keep these Games of Thrones Game of Thrones fans. So I, I think it will get a season two. But as to beyond that, it's going to definitely be about storyline. So you're going to get because of Jason Momoa, def definitely people who love Alfre Woodard, people who are who like the storyline and people who like Game of Thrones. But you have to do a damn good job to get beyond a season two. Oh, Tachi, I will say this. There's going to be more story because I believe that one thing I will say, this is I can't say it's a spoiler because I don't know for sure, but I think it's, this, is, this is a spoiler. There, it's going to turn out there's more people that can see besides those babies. And oh, I think absolutely. It's gonna, and it's going to also turn out that there's a reason why they can't see and there's, and there's somebody or something behind it. And so we're going to learn more about it. But I do love the intriguing thought because the, uh, the idea of the opening narration about like some say it was God to heal the earth because – 
of the fact that that's what's happened for centuries when people didn't have any kind of science to explain things everything there was a goddess of corn there was a goddess that made the sunrise there was a god that made the sunset so there they explained everything through supernatural everything was a supernatural occurrence from some deity that's why there was all these demigods that were in charge of absolutely everything there's there's the god that burned your popcorn he was vengeful god so anyway um, you know what it's gasoline <laughs> you burned my jiffy pop so anyway um <laughs> wow not jiffy damn pop. you anyway <laughs> but you're making me hungry jiffy pop is delicious oh jiffy, jiffy pop was everything so yes. anyway um yeah so i i absolutely am excited by this show um i'm gonna be watching it and i definitely think it's gonna get a second season so let's move on to our next show tachi what is it so the next show is another Apple TV that's coming on November 1st. Wow, slow your roll, Apple. You're not going to have anything <laughs> to debut if you put everything out on November 1st. Dickinson, which is an inside look at the world of writer Emily Dickinson. Hmm. Again, these people are earning their money writing these synopsises. Clearly. Okay, so so, uh, just to give people a heads up about this, this isn't your mother's, grandmother's, great-grandmother's, great, any parents, uh, Emily Dickinson, because the twist here is it's, it's a period drama with period dress and period settings, but everybody's talking in modern day English. The music that, uh, the music that plays is modern, uh, the score of the show and the music they're listening to is modern day music. And so that's the kind of twist. Um, uh, at one point, Emily Dickinson is calling like Mr. Darby dude. So to give you an idea and um, in the opening, um, um, she's talking to a friend and she puts on a top hat and she says, uh, uh, I'm a man now. Uh, she goes, uh, 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 check me out. I'm a man now. I can do whatever I want. Uh, go where I want. I have the right to vote. I can legally own property. So, yeah, she's a different kind of Emily Dickinson. So what did you think? Well, so. Interesting. I noticed right away Jane Krakowski. Does she say Krakowski or Krakowski? Do you know? Krakowski. Okay. So Jane Krakowski is Mrs. Dickinson, you know, the mother. And I'm so used to her in comedic roles that I, right away I was like, what, you're in this? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that was interesting. Um, and then they have a bunch of recurring. So here's the thing that I said. So, so this is kind of like a mashup. Like you said, it is not your mother's, well, your great-grandmother's probably Emily Dickinson. Your great-great-great-great-grandmother's Emily Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. It's, none, it, it's none of them's. None of theirs. No, none of them. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> All y'all. So it is uh, vastly different because of the fact that they have, the, the funny thing is when she talked about the concept of death, there was this supernatural pumpkin coach or whatever that came up. And <laughs> we'll call it that. And inside was a Rasta. I'm calling him Rasta because he had uh, dreads. He had locks. And um, I'm so, I was like, so is the Rasta death? I don't understand. So uh, it's interesting that you would choose to frame him that way. And I'm like, okay, now we don't have to force diversity. We know good and damn well that the people around it during Emily Dickinson's time were like, shall we call them extreme indentured servants? 
Well, there is that there is well there there is actually some kind of I, I believe I've seen a, that same depiction of uh, of the one who is the gatekeeper to death or whatever or to the other side being a Rastafarian type. Um, it's, Wiz, that, it's actually Wiz yeah Wiz Khalifa plays death. But um I, this was done on another show. Um uh oh God uh. American Horror Story Coven season also had this exact same. There, apparently, this actually this character exists somewhere in mythology. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where what his name is, but this isn't the first depiction of the gatekeeper of the other side being, you know, or uh, you know, uh, some kind of uh, Bob Marley type. Well, again, that comes with a, and again, this is not the first time, obviously. But my thing is, do you have to continue? <laughs> that it it actually it absolutely comes from the the stereotypes and the stories of Rastafarians or black people being a certain way and so being assert- associated with uh, black or death or that type of thing so i'm just not a fan of that i, but don't I do think, think that, i think necessary. i think that the show if you if you looked at the trailer i think we see some other people of color in it we do so see think, other people i do of think color. that this might this might be like another show we reviewed a while ago called vanity fair where i think there's colorblind casting happening because since they're doing the i guess once you start doing the modern uh speaking uh for emily dickinson characters and they're dancing modern i mean basically i'm gonna have to watch this first episode for no other reason than to see emily dickinson twerking on the ballroom floor so the idea that they would have people of different races that are interacting with each other not is not true to the history of the actual story because nothing else seems to be the basic story is true is is similar but they're changing so many aspects of it so i i do think you'll get other people of color other than the guy who happens to be you know the death the, no no the no there death. are other people of color absolutely but I, I my thing is i wouldn't care if 50% of the cast is of color does death have to be characterized as black cuz if you're really trying to do that in terms of colorblind casting then forego the old tropes of that type of thing if that makes any sense with with the and, and not necessarily a person being um black but yeah but you know what being... brad pitt played death too so come on so but be... not death here okay all right and so most okay. people Other don't than... think brad pitt with death so but he but he was playing me mr black that's what he was the uh angel of death but anyway so uh what are you thinking at this point are, are you going to watch this for you potentially or do you think it'll get a second season I, I I see that I would struggle getting through this. <laughs> I It would be a real struggle for me to watch. So I'm not necessarily drawn to it. And in terms of whether we'll get a season two, no, I think this is going to... Well, okay. Will it get a season two if it was on a regular network? No. With Apple TV+, Plus, because you only have five shows, it's going to stick around. I'll say that. But really, I think it would be canceled if it was not on an Apple TV. What say you? Okay. Um, interesting, thing, interesting that you say that because the first thing I was thinking as I was watching this trailer was they're asking a question that nobody's asking. What if Emily Dickinson went to Riverdale High? That's what I got mm. the vibe I was getting from this. Right. So um, if this was a CW show, it would be canceled with a quickness. But I agree with you. Due to the fact that it's on Apple TV, I think it will get a second season. But it's one of the weaker shows that I've seen from Apple TV. Weak! Um, it is... <laughs> 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 I don't 
think it's for me, and I don't think it was meant for me. So I'm not going to be, you know, you know, too hurt. They're they're trying to have different things. It feel it feels so aimed at tween girls. It's painful. So mm. it does. I don't feel like the show's even trying to branch out or reach out to other audiences. Well, that's why the hell they cast Wiz Khalifa as Death. Let's appeal to the tweens and get them to read more Emily Dickinson in poetry. What? Come on. Well, to me, the most beautiful thing about Emily Dickinson is the language in it. And so when you take the language out of it, you, to me, what do you have left? Well, you if you put the language in, you have people that are not going to watch the show. Because it will just end up being any other period piece. Yeah, bye. Girl, bye. <sighs> all right. Anyway. So, all right. So, um, our last uh, uh, television show is also an Apple TV Plus show, and it premieres on November 1st, and it is called For All Mankind. The series explores what would have happened if the global space race had never ended. So, Tachi, what did you think of For All Mankind? Okay, so I said, th- I said this. Um, a mid-century period piece needs to be character-centered as opposed to concept-centered. And I think this is entirely too concept-centered. If we don't think about Mad Men, Mad Men worked because there were central characters that people identified with, in addition to it being a period piece and that you, the whole advertising age was a cool thing. The space age is another concept like that during mid-century that could work that way, but it has to be written right. Imagine if Mad Men was, had a trailer the same as what this thing did. I don't know, the advertising age never ended. I know that doesn't make sense, but I, I think... We were very drawn to characters to this day. You can name some character. Everybody knows Draper. Every, you can name characters in that. And I'm not saying that won't happen here, but from the trailer, it seems entirely too concept driven. So I'm not drawn because of the trailer. I'm not drawn to it. And will it get a season two? Nope. <laughs> oh, well, well, sorry, sorry. This is Apple TV. So it absolutely will get a season two because they don't have so many properties. But if this was on another network, no. Okay, you know what? It's interesting that you say that um, about the uh, being character driven. I absolutely agree with the trailer. The trailer gave me nothing to pull me in. No person I got to meet or get a sense of any character in particular. The trailer is absolutely about the idea. What if the Russians landed on the moon before the u.s did and would that have kept driving the space race and to me to have that that idea of if the uh, space race was driven continuing in the mid-century in the 50s the clothes look incredible that whole period was a very stylish interesting looking time but also what's there a, a little bit of a change is the way they're viewing women because uh, a female character is asked by a man like wait are you going to uh, try out for the astronaut program and she says no i'm going to be an astronaut and so like oh okay look at her so um so the there we see women uh you know in the 50s garb but they're also uh they're not hidden figures they're right up front they're actually going to be going to space or trying to go to space so that's interesting but this feels like the weakest of all of the apple tv pluses uh trailers i've seen <laughs> you gotta stop doing that i have to tell the truth this is weak as hell 
Yeah, so I, I will be. I will. This is one I will actually say. I do think if anything gets canceled by Apple TV Plus, this looks like a very expensive show. And not that not that Apple doesn't have money cash to burn, but the this feels like such a limited kind of draw show to start with. And unless they give you some characters that you can really kind of lock on to, like I'm, I I want to know what's going to happen to Betty. Is she going to get into the space program? I'm I'm on I'm Team Betty. Something like that that makes you really, I'm watching it for this character or this character or something like that, then it's just going to fall flat. And the trailer didn't even try to introduce us to anybody. We don't know the names of any of the characters. Not one got really pointed out as an individual in the, the quick succession montage that they, that that trailer was. Yeah, I don't care about the thing that makes television shows and movies work is that you care about a character or you see somebody in there that could be you or that you can identify with. I don't identify with this ragtag group of fools. No, thank you. Yeah, and so it be, even if it, the, yeah, lots of stories can be about a big time and a big moment in history, or in this, an imagined history, but we're focused on some individuals that are living in that particular uh, moment in time. And this trailer did not give us an idea of who they are. Maybe the show, it's, this has happened before, where there's been really good trailers, but really bad movies and TV shows, and the reverse can happen too. Correct. Where the TV show and the movie is much better than the trailer. So, uh, for Apple TV Plus's uh, sake, I hope that the show is better than this horrible, horrible trailer. Um, and uh, I, I, at this point, I'm actually maybe curious just because I think it's so bad. I'll be curious to see, like, is this show as bad as this horrible trailer? So <laughs> I may want to watch the first one just to see if that's the case. And I, I, I might even the say, hell not. And after I see it, I actually say, like, wow, the guy who did that trailer did he did the best he could with what that crap they gave him because <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> Well, so I, hope, I don't I know. hope the hell not because they don't have anything really to replace it with. So really, they are basing and banking all their hopes and dreams on these few shows that they have premiering. So, well, they have a hope, but they supposedly they have other shows in the pipeline. No, they do have they're, other shows. They're going to they're going to premiere with these, like I think, like uh, um, eight to ten titles. But there's supposed to be more things coming. So, well, I, I hope no, this is not indicative of the type of things that are going to be premiering. Yeah, but to me, the weakest of the bunch is definitely this Dickinson and for all uh, all mankind. So Weak. I think. <laughs> I think Dickinson might pull out a second season, but I'll be shocked if, if For All Mankind mm-hmm. manages to do mm-hmm. it. So they're ta- they're taking to me they're taking a one they're taking one giant leap into the trash can if you ask me. So Tachi, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe we've done it. We have concluded our fall 2019 preview slash predictions. Yeah, it was, and it was really good. Um, thank you guys for hanging in with us and hopefully you had fun listening to all of this. But you know what? Uh, maybe I can tell you where else you can listen besides what you're yeah, listening to. Yeah, Tachi, how else can they listen to TV channeling? Oh, goodness. There are so many ways. You can simply go to tvchanneling.com and listen that way. You can also listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. We're also every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on WJMSRadio.com. And the same show replays on Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. So you have no excuses. You can listen to us in a myriad of different places. And you know what? If you just Google or do a search for TV channeling, you will find all, we're on like so many different 
uh, podcast platforms, also Pocket Casts, and it, it, some I'm like, oh, I didn't know we were there. So just Google us too if you want to find your favorite podcasting app. But maybe you want to talk to us about something you heard, like you disagree with everything we said today, and you are <laughs> you are adamant about letting us know you disagree. Maybe you'd like to reach us out to us on social. So how can they do that, Kevin? Okay, Tanji, because <laughs> they're filled with rage after this show. So there's a exactly. lot, especially people that are Apple TV Plus fans, they're not happy. So <laughs> there are a lot of places you can uh, reach out to us on social media. We are everywhere, and everywhere we are TV channeling. So you can follow us on Facebook. You can uh, reach out to us on Snapchat as well as Instagram. And we're on my personal favorite, Twitter. And we're Facebook, uh, for Facebook, we're TV channeling everywhere. So if there is a show that you'd like us to review this fall, or if there's something going on in the world of entertainment that you want to hear our take on, let us know. And also, we would love to hear from you uh, another way. You can also reach out to us on Anchor, uh, on the Anchor app. So search for TV channeling reruns, and you can leave us a voice message. So if there's a show that you want to review, a brand new show, or if you want to shout out and review a uh, an actual episode of a show that you're already watching, you can do so, and we might actually put it on the show. So we want you to be a part of TV channeling, So and that's how you can do it. So I look forward to hearing from you. Yes. We all look forward to hearing from you. All right. And that's it. Oh, wait, there's one other thing. So are there any other kinds of uh, things that you have going on that you want to share with our audience? Yeah, I forgot. Thank you. Yeah. So a bunch of different things. Both Kevin and I have a bunch of different ventures because we're just like that. We, We got it like that. I am the host of... I was about to say TV channeling, which is true, but I am the host of Mediascope, which I do with my producer, MC Curtis, and we talk all about media tech and pop culture news every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and you can find that on Periscope, Facebook Live, Twitter, and this is the live stream show, so you get to see the video, Periscope, Facebook Live, Twitter, LinkedIn.com as well, LinkedIn Live. So that is, um, did I say Facebook? I I believe you did. Okay, yeah, whatever. So that's where I am. Also, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we are, MC Curtis and I do another show called And We're Live, where we teach you all about live streaming and video for your business and beyond. And you can find us on Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn Live. And so it's a lot of fun. So definitely... um, chime in for those and then uh my good friend kevin has a couple of things he's doing let us know all right so the first thing that i'm doing is a show called last weekly and uh, on that show we recap the week in news pop culture and entertainment and we also do movie trailer reviews and we have a lot of fun doing it and every once in a while tachi uh is a guest co-host so you've got to check it out so you can uh just go to lastweekly.com you can also just search for last weekly on your favorite podcast app and you can also listen to us as well on wjmsradio.com and we air twice a week we air on sundays at 4 30 p.m eastern 1 30 pacific 
Pacific. And on Fridays, we're on at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. And I do another short-form podcast called Movie Gnome Weekend Box Office, where I snarkily count down the top 10 movies and give you all kinds of uh, little factoids and information in hopefully a fun way. And you can just search for Movie Gnome Weekend Box Office. You can go to uh, at Movie Gnome on Instagram. And you can also search for Gnome Alone Radio uh, uh, on your favorite podcast app to find the Movie Gnome Weekend Box Office Countdown. Yay. Well, with all that rich content, you can have us every single day of the week. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they, they can't get enough Paul Rudd and they can't get enough Tachi and Kevin. Exactly. Can't get enough your love, babe. All right. <laughs> in, the, in the words of Barry White. All right. Well, with that, we're going to let you get back to whatever it was you were doing before you were listening to us. And as usual, we appreciate you. And thank you so much for listening. I'm going to sign off the way that I always sign off. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it, even on our birthday. Even on your birthday with the second Paul Rudd. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.